good. Uh, welcome back um, to the podcast. We're back after two games. We have a back-to-back today and tomorrow, so we're going to be back Wednesday recording again because hockey is just dumb and the NHL schedule is wild. Um, and Thanks, Canucks. Have, yeah, Canucks. Um, so we have a lot, bunch of stuff to get to. We have Trevor back on the podcast. Um, and yeah, so I guess we just hop right into it. Um, Leafs and Montreal Canadiens is 1-1 tied in the series. Uh, John, uh, John Tavares is out for the regular, like we assume for, it said two weeks for the leg injury, but it was also a concussion and a bunch of other stuff. So we don't know how like, um, like. Uh, how long his timetable is. Yeah, how long the timetable is. Um, the series is tied 1-1. Uh, Caulfield is getting his first game today, and that's that game starting in a couple. Yeah, I thought it was about time for him to get in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, if, if we want to jump into the injury just real quick, can, can I say it's it was it's really bad that John Tavares is out, but I think the best case scenario came out of that injury. Is that weird? Yeah. It's like, the best you, of the worst case. The best of the worst case yeah, as far as came out of what, that. The, yeah, the way it looked, it yeah, that's the best case scenario. Like I was, I was so worried he was gonna have a neck, uh, something like that, some sort of uh, contusion. Like I was, I, I wanted him to. I, I, I was, I was convinced that he literally couldn't walk. That's that's what that's what I. At first glance, I thought I thought Corey Perry actually. I thought his skate got him in the face because I didn't actually see the play. Yeah. Um. And at first glance, I thought his skate, his skate got him, and that really scared me because we've seen there's been way too many incidences. I don't want to yeah. bring up. There's been way too many incidences of skates, you know, cutting people around the neck area, and players, the players are near close or close to near death at that point. But yeah. I, I originally thought it was that, but then I saw, I saw it, and I was, I was really worried it was some sort of a, a spinal injury, and he doesn't have a spinal he's clear of all that but the concussion definitely you know and our, our prayers are with john definitely yeah. and and the uh the i didn't see any injury thing. but okay i i didn't see uh, on the play him get any injury i'm not saying he's a liar because i believe like he has an injury. Yeah. i didn't really see on the plate um i think it was when he was just like falling i think he might have like just pulled it or something but... from the charot hit is that do you think is that yeah is maybe that, that too um but the, the the foot hit is was similar to the hyman's injury that's I and, too. um if if they go deep enough he might be able to come back but i doubt it and um yeah and then so talking about that game i think that game was just a complete write-off um we battled but like the leafs battled back but like they, they couldn't get anything on and I, I understand what like i'm not mad that they lost that first game i like at the end of the first game i wasn't like upset or pissed off that like they didn't play well anymore I, we, most people were just worried about what john Tavares was going through no one really like looked at the game, and um, I think most Leafs fans were fine with losing that game. I was more of like, "Oh my God, John Tavares!" But oh right, they actually lost. I totally like, I, like it, it yeah. escapes my mind the fact that they even like lost this game. Lost and even that with game. that game itself, like it took Paul Byron going nuts. Yeah, like it took, it took it took a spectacular like of all guys like Paul Byron did like I could I couldn't imagine Paul Byron doing something that in, incredible in order to win that it's and it took that for them to win that game. So he was why. on waivers this year. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure Corey. I think Corey Perry was on waivers earlier in the year as well. Yeah, yeah I think so. and again, so was Jason Spezza. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. But it was uh, it, it took that much to win that game. Yeah. And heading into the second game, I was a mess. I was actually a mess heading into that second game. But man, did they play well? Man, did they play well in that second game? Yeah. So they go and they come back to Toronto. They win it for jo- uh, John Tavares. Um, it was five one at the end of the game. Um, I think that the I, when they let in the first goal, I was like, this this is not good. I wanted them to score the first goal, but they didn't. Um, they did score and tied it up with Spezza's goal, stealing Simmons's puck and just scoring. Did you see that, Trev? That was hilarious. Yeah. He, he sort of stole it from Simmons. Did you hear how they broke that down on the broadcast? No, like, I, didn't, I didn't. Smart. They basically said, Kelly Rudy was talking about it, and he basically said that it's 
I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it ended up being somewhat of a smart play by Spezza where he slightly changed the angle because Price was expecting a Simmons shot. Yeah. And so Spezza, because he kind of came across, he slightly changed the angle on the shot. And because Price was anticipating the Simmons shot, yeah, it gave Spezza a little bit more space, a little bit more net. All right. Okay. That that, that makes sense. That's wow. I, I, I guess I missed that, but wow. That, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, so then we have that. Matthews gets on the board. Um, Sandin uh, gets on the board. Rasmus Sandin. Okay. Um, he play. gets his first goal. Where was goaltender interference? Did, did Mark yes. Bergevin see something that we didn't I, see? He was, okay, my favorite meme of all time is Mark Bergevin pointing at the screen. Because you see, like, up top, yeah. he's pointing. He's like, I see it. I, I'm like, I, I was I, so I didn't see confused. anything. I didn't see anything. Did, did you guys see something? Here's um, the thing. Normally, when there's questionable goaltender interference, the goalie is the first one. That's exactly what I was saying when I watched it. Yeah. I got hit. Carey Price just got mad that he let in a goal. Yeah. Like, yesterday um, in the Boston game, Tuka Rask, Tuka Rask got interfered with, started complaining, they reviewed it, and it wasn't a goal. And Carey Price just like, shit, you know, like, I let in a goal. Yeah. <laughs> and, so and Dominic they- Duchard said that apparently they saw they had an angle that convince them that that was goaltender interference i don't know where this angle came from i or think what, what angle they were, they're looking at i think what they were saying is like the overhead made it look like thornton lifted spent or lifted prices stick but yeah. like if you look at any other Maybe. angle there's nothing there yeah i also and, know there's something weird where like there are there are angles to a certain situation that the broadcast can't get until the call until the call is made Maybe there was one of those angles that no. we can't get until afterwards. No, I think uh, the NHL has a couple cameras set up where we don't like, we can't see it at all. Like it's, it's like only the NHL can see those angles. And I think that like, we, we don't have any, uh, like of it, like those angles aren't available to us. Us, also, us normies. The yeah, fact no, that that review normies. took so long. Yes, that there, too. There was, there was a bit of an excuse. I think in, in the, uh, the Vegas game, they were reviewing something at the exact same time. So oh. the sort of review center was, going, was doing two things at once, which is sure. why it took longer than it should have. So I'm, I'm with you. It took way too long. That thing, t- that thing should have been like a you know, five-second review. But, there, but uh, the call center was reviewing stuff at the same time with the Vegas-Minnesota game. And that yeah. call, I was a little bit more of one that needed time. Oh, uh, the Minnesota, the Minnesota, I, Minnesota I, I, Vegas one. I, I'd agree yeah. with you on that one. I, I saw like, that. that I, was a bit more of a, like, like it could have gone either way realistically. Yeah. yeah. But this, this, uh, and I, I, when I saw that, I was like, does Dominic Ducharme know he's, know he's going to get a penalty after this? Is he aware of the delay of game? Like, I, I'm not, I, I think that there, there are, there was a time where you would just throw out the coach's challenge just for the fact that you had it. You, yeah. we, were, we were challenging everything. And now it's, you have to know that you have a, you have a significant argument or else we're going to ding you for, for a penalty. And they didn't have a significant argument, threw it out there anyway, and they got dinged with a penalty. So I, it's, it it, it's kind of, yeah, it's like a double-edged sword because, um, because if let's say the call gets called, the goal gets call, called back in some universe, they then have it's still a two-one uh, game, and they can still like battle back, which is like like that's just that's how it works, and like I think you have to take that shot, but I don't think like I, in this particular scenario, I don't think this this wasn't the bullet to empty your chamber with. Like this is not the shot to take when it comes to goaltender interference. If it was like an overtime winner, then might as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, who cares at that, at that point, who cares? But I, but this, this was not the shot. You're, no. you just gave up a three, one, you just gave up a three, one uh, goal and you're putting your team at risk on going out four one. If this gets, if this, if this goes wrong and it went wrong, yeah. thankfully the Leafs didn't score, but then they scored again another power play. By the way, the Leafs got two power play goals. How, how crazy is that? First time since like March. May, yeah. March. March like 26th or something or 24th. So, something stupid. Because they finally made someone other than Matthew shoot the puck. Thank yes. you. Yep. Their entire power play heading up to that was like, give it to Matthews around. It's it's the same problem I've had with with um, Montreal's power play uh, for years. 
Because Montreal's yeah. power play has been, all right, ring it around and Weber shoots it wide. And you're going to ring it around and Weber shoots it right at the guy's chest and ring it around and Weber shoots it right, you know. You know and high someone and just again. tries to tip it in. Yeah. Like uh, they're standing in front of the net and just try to tip yeah. it in. And, and this just time they work. finally did something. I didn't know Rasmus Sandin had a one-timer, but thank you. Um, it was a, it was a great yeah. shot and yeah, went in. Yeah. Because like you look at like the early powers, like, the Leafs, what was like the third or fourth power play where they scored their first goal? The first uh, power play goal? One of the two, yeah. So, yeah. like, I remember watching the first couple power plays, and it was every time Marner had the puck, there was nobody near him, and everybody went to Matthews, but he mm-hmm. wouldn't shoot. Mm-hmm. Because everybody knows that Mitch Marner is trying to thread the needle to Matthews. Yeah. And Mitch Marner's not going to shoot the puck. So, if See? there's no threat of him shooting, then yeah. they'll just take the pass. That's the whole difference between like the lightning power play and the Leafs power play. Oh my and god, the, the lightning with are the lightning. Disgusting. It's you can go to Kucherov, to Stamkos, to Hedman, even to point, yeah. And, and the, it's just, the amount of times where I've seen them, especially in that first Florida game, Kucherov had two. I'm pretty sure he had two bang one timers on the side, yeah. and then, and then uh, on the third, on the third one. Florida's like, oh, we got you. It's a one-timer. And then he fakes the one-time clap right to Braden Point, who's wide open in the slot with a wide-open net. Yep. And I, my favorite part of that power play is Alex Kaloran just in the front, like, I, I'm here. <laughs> I do stuff, too. And, oh, that, they're disgusting. Absolutely gross, that power play. So so when it comes to, like, the Lightning power play, they have more what, like, they have more shooting threats than, like, the Leafs do, like, um, like the Leafs do, yeah. And it just, for them, it just, they can just do to like pass back to each other until someone gets open enough and scores. And with the lightning is the, the defending team against lightning has to cover everyone. While and it's so it, hard. Cause you have less players on the ice. Yeah. And then when it comes to the Leafs, everyone just covers Matthews because he is realistically the only real scoring threat. Um, Nylander doesn't have a great shot. Um, yeah. You had a howitzer in the last game though. Yeah, two he goals, did. Games, yeah. Though. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, it's 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 a struggle. It's been a struggle for them, but they started getting traffic in front. They got the uh, S- uh, Sandin scores his first goal, and just makes some traffic and just it goes straight through, and uh, he he gets the goal. And I think also for like the Nylander thing, it was the same thing. It was just ca- absolute chaos, and then get the puck out on the net, and it, stuff happens, and they score. It was a it, it was a rebound off of Matthews post, but it's still he was wide open, and he. What Nealander's problem? Nealander's problem that drives him crazy. Drives him crazy. He has a very good shot when it hits the net, and oftentimes yeah. it doesn't. But this time it went top corner. Yeah. So he always he always shoots trying to decapitate the person in front of him. Exactly. So he he, he hit the net and it finally and it went in. Yeah. Two goals in two games. This is this is a big playoff for William Nealander, who people have been saying he doesn't perform in the playoffs. Two goals in two games. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I have a friend whose dad completely hates William Nylander and I texted her right after he scored. I was like, does he like him now? <laughs> so um, this, this power play took a really big stride and tonight, tonight we're going to see if they take another one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're playing back-to-backs today and tomorrow. Um, I don't think there is any changes in the lineup. Felino is out for practice, but he is playing tonight. Yeah. Um, we don't know who's going to be goaltender for the back-to-backs tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, what do you, what do you guys think the Leafs should do in that scenario? If they it's dependent on what happens, depends tonight. on what happens. Yeah, today. purely dependent on what happens tonight. Yeah, yeah. So if they win today, I say you just ride Campbell. Um, right. Mike Smith's also playing back to back today. They lost yesterday and they're playing they against. Yeah, they don't choice. have a choice because ca- uh, ca- what four Cassian goals on four shots? Come on, isn't even an bad. option for them uh, at this point. So I think if. I just ride Campbell, ride Campbell, uh, because if you win these two games and Campbell needs a break, I say put Anderson in because you're going to be two games up. Um, and then you can put Anderson in if Campbell needs the break. Um, so then, like, if anything does happen, you have that sixth game where you can just, uh, like, win, win in six. Um, does, Montreal, so... does Montreal ride price, or is this what Jake Allen's here for? Montreal has no option. They Montreal has no option because the Leafs have really dominated Jake Allen this season. They like in Price's absence, I think the Leafs were like, I don't know, like they they definitely they definitely had the upper hand on Jake Allen when Price when Price was absent. 
And the Canadians also aren't very good on back-to-backs. I think they're seven and fifteen in the regular season for back-to-backs, which is not very good. So they better win today. Um, and then the Leafs are were uh, nine and nine, I think. So even, but not great. Um, but better than the Montreal, Leafs have always. So. It seems like in the last couple of years, the Leafs have always kind of got screwed on the fact of they've been playing a lot of back-to-backs. Yeah, I've and, had terrible schedules. And they've and. Yes, like back to back suck, but you got to win them because there's no complaint. You shouldn't complain. And they've, they haven't been great at winning back to backs, but this year they finally did. Or this year they were at least competent in winning and winning back to back games. So I, I expect them to perform as well today, tomorrow. Yeah. And hopefully they play well today. So they play well tomorrow is, yeah. is really what, what I'm saying. Um, one last thing on uh, the Leafs game uh, Weber get, uh, gets fined 5,000 for Simmons cross check. Um, that just came down. I, I didn't even, I didn't even see that one. I thought that Paul Byer might have got something because he would like, because like he tried to go out for Engvall at the end of the game. I yeah. thought he would have got something. So I think, I think there was gonna be a bit more scraps um than than the in the game coming up because everyone was just going at it at the end of. There like, here's my thing. Of, I was like, keep on trying. There were a lot of parts in that game where I was like, yeah, that could I could get fined. Yeah, that yeah, could yeah, get yeah. fined. Like, so here's my thing. At the end of the at the end of the game. I, I was a little, I was a little upset with Wayne Simmons. I thought he felt, I thought he fed a little into Shea Weber's BS. Like, did he try to punch Ben Sherrod or was that a fake punch? Or did he actually try to go after he, someone? No. Okay. So Ben, if Ben Sherrod is going to have to answer the bell at some point, he's either going to get dropped or he's going to have to answer the bell because uh, uh, Simmons is not going to let that go. I was, I was just a little, I was just a little unhappy with the fact I felt that he fed into Montreal's BS at the end of the game. When Montreal is trying to go after you literally skate to the under, other end of the ice, skate to the bench, skate yeah. wherever you, you, you want. gain nothing. If you're up five, one. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the Florida Tampa, the end of that game. Like, <sighs> okay. Is that a, okay. If we want to get into that was, was the Duclair play is that like, should that have been suspension, a suspension that Duclair play? That should have been at least a goddamn penalty. It was nothing. He, he got a two-minute minor. I know he got a two-minute minor. Oh, he did? Well, yeah. I thought... Game 6-2. Game's over. It doesn't matter. Really yeah. Yeah. But, I... yeah, that, 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 that should have been a suspension. He just came in. Fine. At least a fine. Yeah. He just came in and just cut the guy's Josh legs. Archibald got Josh Archibald got a game today, which I don't think anyone yeah. even knew. For, for clipping. For clipping. Yeah. But I... But he clipped Logan Stanley. I'm raising my hand because this guy's so tall. He literally, you see him like he's literally bending down like an O lineman trying to chop block someone. He's bending down and clips him. And I don't even know if he got a penalty on the play. I don't uh, think he did. Yeah, but he got suspended. I, I wasn't watching at that point. That's a that's an important player for the Oilers who are facing elimination today. Yeah. So moving on to that game, um, <laughs> the Oilers blow a four-one lead. To the That's so Jets, easy, isn't it, Oilers? Which yeah. now the now Jets the Oilers lead do not 3-0. have a right to troll the Leafs for that. They've, no. they've lost that right after that. Hey, yeah. hey, and another thing, Oilers, you blew a three nothing lead to the Ducks three years ago and a four one lead yesterday. You're you're clearly you were clearly the more embarrassing team. We didn't lose. Did you lose to the Blackhawks? Yes, you did. Did we lose to the Blackhawks? No. <laughs> Yes, but uh, I, I I don't want to go back into the, in, back in time. But um, Ehlers right. makes a return to the lineup and wins it in overtime <laughs> with, with an amazing goal from, um, from. I think it was Stasny. Stasny had the assist. Yeah, from Stasny. Yeah. Faceoff wins. Faceoff yeah. wins in your faceoff wins in in the other teams in the attacking zone in the offensive zone. God, are they important sometimes? Paul Stasny was a big pickup for the Jets. I yeah. I was not. Um, I was a fan of that of that pickup because I thought he was going to play with Line a all series uh, all season, and then they traded Line a, obviously. So I was like, well, now what's the point of having him? Man, has he been has he been special for that team? Um, I picked the Oilers to sweep. I, I knew a sweep was going to come. I just didn't expect it to be for the Jets. Um, I said. Um... I said... I think you said I Oilers say? in five. Yeah, I said Oilers in five. That would but... have been my prediction, too. I figured Hellbuck would steal one, but... I mean, okay. it's, it's but I guess I guess yeah. all these forwards know how to play defense. 
but they uh, don't. They, they, they do. Blake Wheeler might legitimately be the worst defensive forward in the league. But according to him, Patrick Line is the problem. Like, but, yep. but they're making it work. They're they're up three zero. Oh my so. god! I, like, I'm, what am I to say? But I'm and just like, yeah. The first two games, they only gave up what one goal. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, not goal. even. In the second no. game, it was zero zero. Paul Stastny and then one nothing were the first yeah, two games, and then, right? Yeah. So that Paul they, Stastny overtime goal was garbage. Yeah. Adam Morrison screened Mike Smith. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, but wow, I was so I was so shocked that 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 was the goal that ended it. Um, and the 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 three the game so in game three, like the first period wasn't close. The second period, yeah. the Jets got one, and then the Oilers scored right after to make it four uh, to make it four one. Um, so the shot count was like forty five to like. 27 or something like that so, at yeah, one point like that so like in all these games i think the oilers were the better team except the oilers have huge collapses when it comes to their defense and just shit hits the fan when that happens and momentum just turned everything around in that game i think momentum was literally the only thing that won that game it's like so, it, it reminded it reminded me of the Leafs game against columbus the the game four where they just came back yeah. Like that game was over, and then just I don't know where momentum changed. And as soon as I went to overtime, like there's no way the Jets are gonna lose this game. Well, yeah. it was like the Jets they scored two goals in like 16 seconds, and then it's like, well, okay, that fourth that fourth goal did Mike did Mike Smith like lose his head for a second? Because that was uh that was that was particularly shocking that that goal went in. Yeah, I the, I think I, the Morris was it was it Morrissey that scored the tying goal? Yeah. He made an amazing move. Like he was, he looked like he was shooting. Then he stopped. The defenseman flew by him, and then he took a shot. Like that play right there. Like I, you have to give it to him. Um, it was I, I, a nice, nice play. You I gotta just, stop that puck, though. You gotta, you gotta stop. Oh that yeah, goalie wise, yeah. But the play itself was amazing. Like it was a wild shot. And Mike Smith was turning back the clock, like we've said all season. And then the third period hit. And then the third period hit, and he turned into 2019 Mike Smith. Yep. Um, which is not the Mike Smith that you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a couple of peop- uh, teams that did advance to the next round. Um, Boston advances to the next round uh, with a 4-1 series win. Uh, and the and Avalanche... is Chara hating his life right now? Is Chara hating yep. life right now? Yeah. Like, do, do you think, do you think he's, do you think he's really mad right now? Um, I, I don't know if he's mad, but I think he might be disappointed that he, didn't sign with Boston, but I think some, I, th- I don't think it was just about the money. I think there was something to do with the relationship between him and the team. That's why he never signed with Boston, but he probably should have signed in Boston. Like I was, I, that, that's the, that's the only thing I could think of was like, God is if Chara, God is Chara just very upset at this moment. Um, it was also like the, the capitals looked old and they not that, they couldn't keep up with Boston. That was game four overtime. Yeah, uh, the, the game three overtime where three, he were like Samsonov. Just... He literally just gave the puck behind, puck away yeah. behind the net. Like it was, it was so just it, like that. That place, like the first three games went to overtime. Yeah, that's one. That's one shot that that just needed to go your way, and just man, and Ovechkin ripped into his goalie after that. That mm-hmm. was, I, I laughed. I laughed. Does that make me an ass for laughing at that? Because <laughs> damn, was that a little excessive? Just think about Ovechkin. I mean, getting a little bit off. His contract is up. That I might be the one like thirteen-year contract that actually worked out. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota has two right now. Like, oh still my going. God. Very few ten-plus-year contracts that actually worked out for the. Entire that's a pre, that's another pre-lockout. That's a pre-lockout contract. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, Doug, doesn't Doug every, Keith? I think I'm pretty sure he does too. Uh, he's got. It, it would it would make sense to me that he's one of those contracts aged poorly. Uh, like the the Parise and Suter contracts. Those ones are those ones are like Parise scratched. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Super's at least still playing. I think there's like six more years on those contracts. Oh, they're brutal. Like the, yeah, those ones. Something just got, ridiculous. They caused the, the they caused the half season. 
for the Luongo contract, which Canucks and Panthers are still paying for. Like that. Um, how much longer do you have to pay Roberto Luongo? One more year after this. Okay, okay, but the the Suter and Parise contracts caused the last lockout. They legitimately yeah. ca- caused them. And Shea Weber's contract is like that too. Shea but Weber's, oh, yeah. is, Shea Weber's is an anomaly of like something to do with the Flyers. That was an offer sheet. Yeah, it was an offer sheet. Yeah. 2024, 2025. That's when there's for who, uh, for the, who? Uh, the Ryan's uh, Suter contract ends. Man. So, um, so three, three more years. They're going to get bought out in like uh, maybe after this year. Like that's the thing. It's like Suter's oh, still a legitimate NHL defenseman. Then Parise might get bought out because he's he's scratched. Zach Parise, he's a he's had a great career, but like it's he, like it's, it's getting to the end. It's getting to the end. Like, like he he no doubtedly had his best years in New Jersey. Like oh, is that one hundred percent? One hundred percent. But then once they came to Minnesota, nothing spectacular from and Ryan. Ryan but it's Suter also was Minnesota. The, it's also Minnesota. That's a good point. And Ryan Suter was like incredible in Nashville. And yeah. then he went to Minnesota. Ryan Suter was the best American defenseman. For for a good chunk time. of time, yeah. For a long time. And I just uh that just took a nosedive. What what were we, yeah. what were we talking about before? Um, uh Ovechkin, Ovechkin and the Capitals. Yeah, Ovechkin. you're right. That's that is one of the like so like Ovechkin is um injured. He's not going to be playing in the World uh, Championship, I think. So he, he, I don't know how much you can give him, but he, like, how much you can put blame on him. But it was also he's never scored an overtime goal with the Capitals in in the playoffs. So oh really? Yeah. Wow. So you. Could you blame him for not scoring goals? But dude, can um, I say this? He's won a he's won a cup. I can't like I'm not I'm yeah like I love Ovechkin. He's won a cup. That's all he needs. Uh, The the owner like Ted Leonsis said he's not he's not worried about about losing Ovechkin. So I mean I leave it. I think he's gonna resign. He's gonna resign. There's no way. There I could not imagine him in another uniform. Imagine him in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Ovechkin, Malkin, and Sidney Crosby on one line. It's a possibility. Anything's a possibility yep. at this point. Jeez. But yeah, that would be that would be uh, crazy. Uh, moving Jeez. on to someone else that doesn't perform well in the playoffs, uh, Bennington. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say someone else. Is um, 0 and 9 in playoff games since the 2019 Stanley Cup run. You're joking. Um, he came in hot and then. Nope. I am not joking, sadly. Um, the yeah. Avalanche sweep the Blues in four games. Um, Kandri, Kadri gets suspended eight games. I, that's who I thought you were going to say doesn't perform in the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> Many people to talk about who don't perform in the playoffs. I'm, but uh, they... I am interested in with the suspension. I'm wondering about whether it was worth it or not to appeal. Well, okay. what... my thing was, uh, you know what I was thinking? I was like, what if the Avalanche just like extends this to seven games? I was thinking the exact same thing. Just so that they can ca- get Kadri back sooner. Because, like, there's no shot that um, the Blues are coming back to this. But also, the Blues play, uh, the Avalanche have played so good. They're like, might as well just beat them and then move on. Like I, I, I was thinking, like, okay, lose one or two games and then just destroy them in game five or six. And then, oh, we'll get Kadri back for the last couple of games of our second of the second round. Because he yeah. is appealing, which means, I'm pretty sure you can play through your appeal, right? No, no, I actually, don't no, I can't. don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, let me, like, let me look this up. I think he appealed. Um, I think he, oh, okay, uh, I think he appealed. Um, I think I he appealed like when they finished the four games, so I think, um, it'll go down to like two games. Um, so like the two games he didn't play, they'll already go against. So like if he gets uh, gets like he appeals it and it goes back down to, um, it goes back down da- it goes down to like five games, games, let's or say, or five games. Then those like he he's already sat out two games, so then he'll only have to sit out three games in round two. Um, my thing is like I wonder if I mean I don't really know what the timeline is for the appeals, but part of me. So maybe this is beneficial to him, but part of me was like, what if you just eat the games and he comes back end of round two? 
but but then but then you're thinking like that's an important part. Okay, so so he missed he missed his games three and four. Um, then he okay, and then he'll miss. Then then he misses six games. Like that's that that's a that that's if that goes that long. Yeah. Like Vegas is a like it's, it's probably gonna be Vegas. Like let's not like it's probably gonna be Vegas, and uh, like that's that's a hard series. Like I think Colorado's still gonna take that even without Kadri, but that's that's that, it'll be harder without him. I can't I can't find this. Uh, I I can't find this. I, like, My thing is just I just don't know. Like it depends on how long the appeals process is because if it drags on for a couple weeks. I don't think so. I think they're gonna, think so. because it's in the playoffs. I think they're going to do like either tomorrow or like the day after that. Like, I don't think and here's they're going to the be thing. this out. And here's the thing. How, how long until Colorado plays realistically? Like it won't, it, it'll That's be, fair. it'll be pretty long. So you'll say like, I don't know, five to seven days. They'll be able to find the appeal on that. Long. Like, do you remember the Weidman, remember the Weidman case? Like the Weidman uh, referee, oh, the referee ref? case? Yes. Yeah. So, so Sahar doesn't actually know this. So, Dennis Weidman was playing for the uh, Calgary Flames, and in a moment of sheer idiocracy, he got and hit sheer... or something, and he didn't like it. And he literally, it looked like he cross-checked a ref into the boards. Oh God! And he got twenty games. Twenty for games. That. He got. Yeah. He got dang the twenty games, and he appealed it. And after his nineteenth game of suspension. Um, it w- it went down to ten games. Oh my god, that's great! Because the NHL is stupid and goofy. Yeah, yeah, so but I don't think that's gonna I think, happen. I want to hope that in the playoffs. Yeah, I want to hope that they've learned from that and been like, they've been like, we're gonna get rid of this. We're gonna get this appeal done now. Yeah. So if it is dumbed down to six or five games, and by the way, if it is dumbed down to six or five games, that's on the NHL. This should be eight games long. Should, I, like, I, I fully expect it to go down to six. Yeah, I fully expect. No, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I fully expect it to go down. I, to it six is games. well, it's the NHL. You know, you can't. You know, it's it's what it's what they do. But if this goes down, so they're saying, you know, let's get this right. If this goes down to six games, then bef- we have to get it right before the, their next playoff round starts. So he'll miss the first four, and then he'll play the last the last three. But can I just say, as a fan of Nazem Kadri, I am so disappointed. I don't know if you feel the same way, Zahar. I am so disappointed right now. Yep. Um, he does not, like, he, he does, he cannot keep his temper when it comes to being in the playoffs, which is, which, like, you don't see him do this in the regular season, but he does this in the playoffs on, like, a regular basis. And it just, like, it sucks because he's just such a good player and he's, he could have such a good impact on the team, but like he screwed a team over three times already. And I don't know how many times he can still have chances at, at doing this. Like, like to, to see that again, like, like I, I'm pretty sure he said something in the lines of, you know, let's hope it doesn't happen for a third time or it won't, it won't, no, ha- it, it won't happen, won't for, happen a for a third time, which and it happened and- for a third time. And what makes this one worse the two ones with the Leafs, dumb, stupid. But they were in situations of he was heated. The Bruins were just fucking going all over the Leafs and just, yeah, you know, nothing was getting called. So he went after him, and that was a red miss situation where he wore the goat horns and had to sit out. This game, they're up three to one against the Blues, which we all knew they were going to dominate. And he- and the way he was skating at Falk. Was it Falk? Yeah. It yeah, was, it was Justin Falk. He hit him directly in the head. Like, there was, there was no, no body contact. It was just straight to the head. And it's like, at least try. Like, if, if you're going to kill someone, at least hit, try. Drive through the chest. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, no, I'm going straight for the head. And, um, yeah, it's it's done. It's he, uh, like, we'll see. I think he'll go down to five or six games, which is just that goddamn NHL is just ridiculous. Uh, but I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think it, it will go down and, um, yeah, it's, I think the av- avalanche are going to at least be at least four games deep in the next round because they're just that good. And, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that matchup goes. 
Um, and then, yeah. so do you guys want to talk about Bennington uh, being 0-9 in playoffs I, games? I didn't even know that that was that, that was. So since he won the cup, he's 0-9. Yeah, in playoff games. So when when they played the Canucks last year, I guess Jake Allen, or I guess I guess Jake Allen won those two games. Yeah, Jordan Bennington went 0-3. Think, yeah. Wow. So, and that's. I keep saying this. I, I do not love Jordan Bennington because he's a, he's an interesting person. Like you yep. see him like trying to fake punch people or whatever, and it's just like wow, wow. And so they just, where does and they just does, signed him to six years? Yep. Six by six. Yep. Right. Where does where do the Blues go from here? Well, okay. So. I like they just committed to Jordan Bennington, so you're, he's gonna have to figure that out. Like he's gonna have to figure out what it is that he's gonna have to figure out how he can get that form back that he had. Because so yeah, he if, can either become Jordan Bennington, 2019 Jordan Bennington, or he turns into Matt Murray, which you do not want. You do not want Matt Murray. What? I'll tell you that. What if it, that was just a golden run, and he was never that good? Which, which that, that could be the option. That could be the, that, that could be the answer. See, but Matt Murray had like the cup, like the two cup runs. So he had like back to back cup runs, and like after, like he fell off after that. But like, like Jordan Bennington only had one cup run, and he's just he might just crash and burn because hey, he's got just... he's got more cups more cups than all of our teams combined. Let's yeah. be honest. So, so I cannot take Jordan Bennington's miraculous Stanley Cup away from him. But since then, he's got to figure something out. Like I'm looking at their their cap friendly. Jaden Schwartz is going to be gone. Tyler Bozak. It's, it's probably good that Tyler Bozak's going to be gone. Tyler Bozak's 35. Like that makes me feel so old because I because I first started watching him when he was that this young kid coming up from the Marlies. Um. And then uh, Mike Hoffman's probably another guy who's going to be gone. Um, they did also have some COVID problems I saw with David Perron, but just, I don't know. Okay. Um, and then, so we talked Avalanche, um, Avalanche sweep, Bennington, not very good. Um, moving on to a couple of other series that just look like uh, they're done. Tampa is dominating the Lightning. Uh, the uh, Tampa's yeah, dominating the Florida uh, Panthers. Um it's three one. Yeah, I don't. I don't see like I don't see anything. Like I don't see Florida really coming back in any in any way. I don't know. Uh, like game five is gonna be chippy as hell though. No, uh, I think I think Florida's gonna yeah. Florida's gonna try to do some chippy stuff. But I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it turning into. I, I don't see it stopping the lightning train personally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the Wild look beat uh, against the Golden Knights. Uh, they take. A I had such hope for the Wild. The I really had hope for the win. Wild because I wanted them to. I had I had hope for the Wild after Game One because I thought that yep. they that they played really well, but uh, they haven't been enough. able to generate any offense. They, yeah, they really haven't. Well, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, Talbot. Been... I think has had a. I think Cam Talbot's had a resurgence in the playoffs. Personally, yeah. I mean, Mark Andre Fleury turned back the clock. Yeah. Uh, just been amazing. And, I mean, the, wild, the wild finally added some firepower with Kirill Kaprizov, but it's but just it it isn't enough for when it comes to the Golden Knights because they just have every single line can score on the Golden Knights. They have so many amazing players and They're every a possession team too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andre McFleur. Oh no! God damn it! Yes, uh, we did it again. We did it again. Mark Andre Fleury. Um, uh, is tied for the most shutouts in um in uh in playoffs. Oh, uh, wow. No, in playoff in playoff uh, in, in the playoffs. He has 16 shutouts so uh, in thing, and he's tied for third. And I think there's uh, he's tied with someone for third. And uh, there's two more things. And I think if he, he continues playing the way he's going, he might actually um might break break that record probably. Yeah, might might uh, break that record and uh, make it to the top of that list. Hey, good for good for Andre McFlurry. I mean, he's uh, he's been like, what a journey! What a journey! Like he's had from like, you know, the, being the backup to Matt Murray. Like, like when he when he like he first won the cup in twenty in two thousand nine. Like when he when he and Crosby felt like they were two years old. When it felt like that team was so so small, 
uh, and then he backed up Mar- uh, Matt Murray for those two cups. And like finally, they and he's he's like what a journey it is from there to Vegas. And hopefully, like, is he going to go to Seattle next year? No, Vegas doesn't have to give anyone up. Yeah, why not? They're exempt from the expansion draft. Yeah, because they're they they just recently expanded. Oh, they so are. They're exempt. Yeah. Yeah. Man, even Flurry last year, from the sword in his back to, yep. What <laughs> like like one of the greatest recoveries from a medieval weapon being shoved <laughs> by your coach through your uh, through your heart, um, like what what a recovery that took. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's not forget that if uh, Flurry does something does happen to Flurry, they have um, Robin Liner. Robin Leonard just chilling, waiting for his chance He's to come also in. And, so good. Who's yeah, also incredible. Also, yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, that team. I'm surprised they're exempt because they've just been so good. They shouldn't be exempt because that's be... because they aren't getting any money from the Seattle expansion fee. Oh yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that um, makes a lot of sense. But damn, they're gonna be so good and they're not changing anything. So so they're gonna be also they're gonna be good next year, no matter how how this year turns out um so with trevor being our local uh uh canucks fan we have a couple of stuff to talk about for the canucks Uh-oh. um travis green gets re-signed uh uh jim benning is back uh he also i think signs an extension um, no he was already on for oh. the next two years oh okay so he was already on uh, yeah, so Travis Green gets re-signed. Um, a bunch of these players and ev- a lot, bunch of the people in the media and players were just begging uh, Jim Benning to re-sign Tra- uh, Travis Green. And um, apparently there are a couple of players that wa- are going to request trades because they just they want out of, um, of Vancouver. So how, how, how are you feeling? Um, how is... Vancouver Nation doing and just get your sense on that, I guess. I I like Travis Green. I yep. like that move. Um I yeah, like I just think he's he like you look at last year, like in the playoffs and stuff, like he got a lot out of that team. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's just at this point, like you've got a young core. I mean, they've surrounded it with a bunch of old guys making too much money, but oh, yes. there, there is a decent young core there that he's been kind of growing with. And yep. even some of the guys that are kind of getting into their prime, like he was the AHL coach for the Canucks before being the coach. Yeah, of the yeah. Canucks. So like, he's got a history with some of those guys. Um, the request of trade, there was a lot of rumors that it was going to be JT Miller, but he came out um, and made a statement. I think it was through Elliot Friedman that basically said, I'm not going anywhere. Yep. Um, 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 the Canucks fans, uh, a small select few Canucks fans decided to try to make a fire bending rally and about eight people showed up. <laughs> and it was pretty, uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. That's really fun. I love it. it, was, it Tell was, me another city that like will start rallies and like to burn things. And <laughs> it was, like, it was like, it was pretty like pathetic. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Even as someone who doesn't really think that Jim Benning deserves to be the GM anymore, it was pretty um, sad. Uh, uh, Jim Benning also had a press conference. Um, it wasn't very great. He should probably not be talking in front of people. Can I say um, he's terrible at talking? He just is. in general, he's horrible no, at just was, speaking. Yeah, no. Here's another thing that I just think the Canucks need a president just to talk. Yes. Yeah. Cause he's he's horrible. Like, he's like, so bad at just talking. And it's like honestly, a lot of things he's done, you're like, okay, that was kind of dumb. But like, a lot of times, the problem is he tries to explain it and he makes it worse because he just can't articulate what he wants to do. Like, there could have been if if you had a president who just knew how to talk to the media, like it just. It just would have, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gotten to this chaotic point. I don't think. Like, aren't the Sedin? Wasn't there something to do with the Sedins? Are like, 
trying or like might be in the managerial there's been some talk of them yeah going into some sort of front office role and like slowly working their way into like oh have them be the president on hockey see the issue with that is they're just gonna take the two most beloved canucks and they're gonna put them as a, a border between the fans and management and in doing so there is a chance here that they might destroy the not relationship, but like the position that the Sandines have in the Canucks fan base. Happened once with Trevor Linden, and that could uh, happen uh, again. I think it's currently happening in Los Angeles with Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille. Like, it's, yeah, it's not always a good thing to have former players, former beloved members of your team, just because they were good on the ice doesn't mean they're going to be good. Up in the up in the stands and, and up in the, the press are box. really smart people. Yeah, and I think they could be beneficial in the Canucks front office. I think it's too so- too soon to bring them back. They literally retired I'm last year. Also worried about them being shown the ropes by Benning. That too. Yeah, you want to get <laughs> someone that. Yeah, like I, I would if Vancouver. You bring Lou Lamorello, and literally. Let him show them a masterclass of how to be a GM and a president. And then, like, I. You're going to have to, dude, you're going to have to take his cold, dead corpse out of, out of Long Island. Personal, I yeah. personally think that. But, like, like, you need someone with experience and that knows how the system works to show them how to, like, run the books and everything like that. Also, though, with the Canucks, like, the problem is their ownership. Like, I like the Aquilini's. Like, he wants to run the show. Yeah. Aquilini's like Francesco Aquilini, like he wants a lot of input in hockey ops, which is almost always problematic when an owner wants to get involved in the hockey ops. Hey, and it's always great when your owner live tweets during your games. Like I like I've always wanted uh Larry Tannenbaum to live tweet Leaf games and talk about what's happening. Yeah. My favorite was uh when they went on that winning streak um in like February. Um, after Pedersen got hurt and then before the COVID outbreak, he yeah. tweeted after every single win. Oh my God. My favorite was there was also like one like years upon years ago when the Canucks, when the Canucks just weren't, uh, when they like weren't really, when they weren't close to the playoffs, I think they had missed at that point. And they were like, yes, we did, yes, we had a disappointing season. But if you look at our last five games, we were four, four, one and oh, or something like that. You know, like, I was like, what does that tell you, Francesco? Always, tell always look at the bright side, bud. Look at the last four games. <laughs> last five games. Look at the look at our record. Um, and one more thing that uh, tra- uh, Trevor, I think that should terrify you if you're a fan of the Canucks is, uh, there was um the quote was or not not quote but like he was talking about how he's uh plans to be aggressive in trade and the in free agency market. Um, here's the thing Jim, when you hear your GM say that generally that should be a good thing you know yeah. and you hear we're going to be aggressive that sounds like a good thing right any other GM mm-hmm. you look at that and you're like good we're going to be aggressive Yep. and I don't know if he's supposed to say anything different but the wording terrifies me given what I've seen the last few years see what I'm doing right now is looking up what fourth line UFA is eligible for the Vancouver Canucks. We have Derek Stepan, we have Paul Stastny, uh, we have Travis it's gonna Zajac. Like it's gonna be Eric Halla or something like that. We have, we have uh, see, but like Lucas, you have to take into account they like they'll have to re sign a couple of like their younger players, so we Wait, don't know cares? how much if we're talking about who the cares doesn't matter paying if we're talking about the Canucks overpaying a fourth line center he has to have playoff experience Bozak. Thomas Tatar yes we all Tyler Bozak experience so Bozak Tyler Bozak uh, yeah uh, <laughs> that's brutal Artem Anisimov Marcus Johansson Re- you could re-sign Brandon Sutter Okay, uh, stop. We're not going down this rabbit hole. Like, I don't want to st- stress Trevor out about it. I saw this. Nick Benino there. Nick Benino would fit in great. Oh, wait, he, he was already on the Canucks. Yeah, they traded him for Brandon Sutter. They traded him for Brandon. Let's resign both of them. Hand out, uh, hand, hand out contracts like they're hot biscuits. Literally, okay. like, oh my God. So like, we're going, okay, 
we're we're done with the Vancouver talk. Okay. Okay. We're done. It's 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 going to be interesting to see in the off season what's going to happen, but we're done with that. Um, so we have a couple power uh, games today. How do you think the games are going to shake out? Will Winnipeg um, sweep the Jets today, or Winnipeg will Winnipeg sweep, sweep the Jets? Uh, will Winnipeg sweep the Oilers tonight? Yes. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like and then, the Oilers are just like. Like there's there's not much left in that. Yeah, there's not much. Oh, we forgot to talk about one thing. Um, the Predators win uh two overtime goals to storm back into the series versus the Hurricanes. This is a really good example. This this series is a great example of doesn't matter how much doesn't matter how much you got beaten. If you win the next two games, the series is tied. You can lose you can lose five five nothing in games one and two, but if you win if you win by one goal, it's still a win in the next game. Yeah, Nashville has not been the better team in a single game in this series. But it's but what's the series? But it's 2-2. Two, two. It's 2-2. Two two. It's a Stanley like, playoff. Game four, like, Carolina had, like, 60 shots. Shots, like, 60 to 40. Yo, like, UC Soros friggin' decided to turn decided to turn into, like, Pecorine of, of olden times. That goalie matchup is interesting, too, because those are two short goalies. Yeah. Yeah, and Adelkovic. Adelkovic and Soros. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Weird, um, but the NHL playoffs are weird. Yeah, so th- that series tied. Uh, the Islanders and Penguins are still tied. Um, how do you guys think that series is going to go? Um, I have the Islanders winning, so I, so yeah, I, 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 had, I had the Islanders going into the series, so I'm going to stick with that. Okay, and um, the next two Leafs games, back-to-back, what are you guys saying? Fucking uh, is five series Leafs, both games. games. Is the series is gonna be is it gonna be tied after these two next games or is uh, or either the Leafs or uh, Habs are gonna be taking a lead? Uh, depending on be a split, I think it'll oh, be. Oh, I hate you! I hate you! Oh, I think it's depending. It depends on what Leafs team we see today and tomorrow. Because if we see this, if we see the team in game two, then like it's three one. No, I feel like not... with the back to back, there's gonna be one game where one team shows up and the other doesn't, and then the next game the opposite's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. I, That's I kind that. of my I feeling. That. Yeah. I, I wouldn't surprise me if it was 2-2, but 3-1. I, I think 3 – like, it wouldn't surprise me if it was 3-1, but I think 2-2 might be a better – uh, might be a more realistic outcome. And I think it's more so the fact that it's a back-to-back as opposed to the talent level of the two teams. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on platforms. Recommend us a friend. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday, actually, because – the back to back and then we'll be back Wednesday. So uh wait uh so listen to the upcoming episode and uh see you guys on Wednesday.